in the trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello, 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 everybody. Thank you for watching another live stream edition of In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. I am your host, Ryan Roxy. And as you can tell, there are people coughing. There are people drinking coffee. There are people getting ready to talk to you today. And guess what? They are all angels. Yes, they are. They are the angels, and, and I'm a proud angel as well. But the one thing is, we are all lost. So if you are lost, lonely, uh, hungry, uh, excited to t sit and be a part of the live stream today, thank you very much. Uh, right off the bat, if this is your first time and uh, you want to support the show, just press that subscribe button that's right there on the YouTube button or Facebook Live, whichever one you are watching right now. But I see the room is filling in. I see the chat board is ready to go. And I've got my uh, fancy readers on because you'll understand that in a second. But uh, we got a big, a big big lineup today because it's not just one lineup of lost angels it's the entire lineup of lost angels sans one i believe i'm gonna let troy patrick farrell uh come through all of that but um basically you're gonna see six people on screen at one time i will introduce one person and then i will let them introduce the next and so on and so forth and that's the way we will run things because right now we are ready to start the in the trenches podcast would you please welcome the entire cast of the lost angels here we are hello so, hello hello there was an angel that wasn't there I, well, that was our producer the rat he had to get in somewhere <laughs> but i will so this is how I'll do it, being that we're Brady Bunch style right now. Not everybody is uh, logged in or signed on. I will introduce right over there one of the singers, guitarists of the Los Angeles. That is John Karabi. John, hello. Welcome. To how are you, buddy? Trends. What's up, bud? I'm good. Just uh, hanging out in Nashville, just doing my self-quarantining, having my coffee and my uh, whatever with uh, you guys. Mr. Brittingham, good to see you. There it Hi, is. He passed it on to you, Eric Brittingham. Let's go. I'm in Nashville also, um, sitting here uh, still semi in quarantine, uh, being full time dad. So, um, yeah, just looking forward to getting out and playing some music again. How about you, Eric Dover? Oh, you're there that. There it way. is. <laughs> it takes a little while. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. Hey, Eric. Hey, John. Hey. What's up? Uh, I'm not Eric Dover. I'm actually Florence Henderson. Um, and uh, I think I'm <laughs> no, I'm I'm doing good here. Um, I'm re I'm really getting cabin fever, uh, and I'm also in the process of moving to Burbank. So there you go. Quick question, Florence: Did Alice and Sam the Butcher uh, were were they swingers, or how did that all end up? I think it was a menage uh, a trois situation uh, with Eddie Haskell, if I'm not mistaken, which, you know, God rest his, rest his soul. There was so much incest going on on that show. That was crazy. <laughs> it's basically the, the Brady Bunch was, was basically Pornhub before, you know? It was the precursor of what every single scenario of, it's, it's on Pornhub. Not that I ever go down that nightly. It, it was pretty Never much, a, it. It, it was a porn in the making, definitely. <laughs> Speaking of porn Three. in the making, this is a perfect segue. Ladies and gentlemen, Los Angeles ba bassists, the bassists are on the bottom. They're they're right there, the foundation. Hey, what's up EJ, EJ Curse, welcome. What's up, Eric? 
<laughs> Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> I think I'm back. Well, you froze right when we said that, but you uh, remember all that Don Julio we got uh, back in Mexico there, Karabi? All that Don Julio? Yeah, I don't want to even talk about it. Right here. <laughs> I think there actually is a uh, quite a large. Uh, Mexico contingent here today because I was getting uh, some DMs all morning. See, I'm not the only one that can speak in like short term like that. Troy Patrick Farrell, TPF. I got some DMs from Mexico saying they were going to go watch the show. But being that Troy Patrick Farrell is there. Yo. Hello. Just say his name. He's there. As always, just like a Los Angeles show, you got the loudest mic. I'm hoping you can all hear me. Good good to be here. I apologize for being late. I had to spray my apricot vanilla spray. <laughs> we, we, I can smell it from here. All right exactly. On. Now, is, was, did you guys on the American version, because I don't know, if we, what, what do we call this, the American version, the Europe version, the Australian version, but did you guys call it what we called it? We just called it the horse spray? Isn't it? The horse, yeah. yeah, the horse spray. <laughs> it was I horse didn't realize... Spray. I didn't realize this show was a scratch and sniff because I can definitely smell them from here. <laughs> Give a little karabi up there. He needs a little spray up there. Oh, so going out. Okay. So for those of you that are watching and just tuned in and said, what the hell is going on with this weird, uh, you know, where, where, where's Marsha Brady? That's the one I came for. And they just, just see these six dudes up here. Uh, we are pretty much the, uh, entire encompassing lineup of the lost angels and there's one one member missing but i'm going to leave it up to troy patrick farrell uh drummer and basically the sort of uh he's the anchor because he's the one that makes the most phone calls and makes the most uh emails to us uh talk about how each lineup sort of exists and how it started and what year was it well you know it goes back to 2010 believe it or not and uh, I got an email from a promoter, well, promoter, and uh, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. We'll get there eventually. Anyway, he says, hey, can you bring like a Gilby Clark here? Can you bring, who can you bring over here? We want to have Guns N' Roses. I said, well, can't do that, but I've got some friends I can call. And uh, so uh, we called uh, Muddy Stardust. He's the OG bass player. Muddy was in uh, L.A. Guns. He was in Burning Tree with Mark Ford from um, – the Black Crows, and he's played with Chris Robinson's Brotherhood. And uh, so he was there, and uh, we had, of course, Mr. Eric Dover there in your top, let's see, top right. And then, um, of course, John Karabi. And the four of us uh, traveled 33 hours to India, to the Northeast Territory, did our first shows in two soccer stadiums, and, uh, and that was in 2010. So nowhere to go but down, but because I didn't play a soccer stadium. Oh no, dude! Uh, you you haven't heard about the trip yet. So I'm just saying, like, okay, so- I, I, I'm just saying that you know, uh, pick the worst club on earth would be a step up from what we did that time. We had a blast, but it was little little interesting. Between Eric Dover eating ghost peppers. The guys with fucking bags at the at these soccer stadiums that Troy speaks so highly of. Uh, a dude with a bag putting fucking like live snakes in it, and the entire stage being made of bamboo, and then and then the promoter getting taken off by some dude in royalty at gunpoint, being told that he has to pay us. It was an awesome trip. 
You guys didn't have your veils on. That had to be no, something. No, no, like no, 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 no. No. So what t- what started out as a stadium ended up as a Foot Locker. It sounds like. Well, you know, we we did play these soccer stadiums, but what had happened was short story long is that the promoter, you know, when you, when you take on a, a show, especially one that's international, you're going to get 50% up front. And then when you get there or before you leave now, uh, you get the balance. Well, what he did was he made the first show, which because he subcontracted out the first gig and he made that guy pay in full. So he never had to come up with any money until we got out there. And then what happened was uh, ultimately because I had some friends there from some previous relations in White Lion, um, the uh, – the king of Tripura. Well, I won't say that the king of India, let's say that um, had to help me out and, uh, and have a little chit chat with, uh, with our promoter. And needless to say, um, we were kind of like a live jukebox. We, we weren't going to go on because we had not been paid and the uh, ministry of entertainment or whatever, sort of like the city council that was helping sponsor the show says, you have to go on or there's going to be a riot. Of course, we didn't want anybody to get hurt, but we had to take care of business. So we said, uh, well, go get us whatever money you have. So the little promoter guy goes running around to each cash bank, grabbing what he could in rupees <laughs> and then paying us. We all had our suitcases on stage. So we count out the first thing of money. We go, okay, two songs. We play two songs. He come back with more money. Uh, and then we play three more songs and it, that's how it was the whole night. Wow. So to make a long story longer, yeah, um, I'd like to hear uh, Eric Dover's memories of that Indian tour. Cause that started basically, I think Eric Dover and Troy Patrick, they, they've done all of the shows we've all sort of, I guess we're just hired guns for, for the Eric Dover, Troy Patrick Farrell project. But at the end of the day, what was your memories about Thanks, that Eric guys. Dover? appreciate the opportunity. I still have a lot of memories. It's, uh, it's like John said. I mean, you'll never forget your uh, your road trip to Shillong. Um, that was like an incredible journey and very dangerous. I've never seen any, well, just the, the drivers in India anyway. It's like rally car style. Like every all the traffic is heading, you know, straight towards you. And, um, yeah, that was that was something and getting stranded at the airport when we were leaving too. Cause I actually went out to have a smoke or something and then I couldn't get back in and had to jump a cab somewhere to go to another airport. And John was me and John were traveling back and I was, I was flipping out and John was flipping out. We, we made it home eventually, but that's some of the memories. <laughs> it, I, I'm so I, sorry. I, I, I missed it. No, 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 no. no you dude, well, this, I, I, this, this could possibly be, this could possibly be like one of the greatest comedy movies. Like if they did like like a help by the Beatles kind of thing, and it's just Lost Angels go to India. Done. And it would it, 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 I'm literally talking about so Dover, we're at dinner and Dover goes, Oh, I love hot peppers. I'm from uh, I'm Cajun. I eat it there and he reaches into this bowl and he was gonna throw this pepper into his mouth. The guy almost sla- he slapped it out of his hand and gave him a piece of this pepper that was like the size of a matchstick. And it was hilarious because Dover was like sweating. And then he came out of the house the next day and he's like, dude, I don't know what I ate last night, but I'm shitting food that I haven't even eaten yet. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> and, and then M- M- Muddy, and then the, uh, M- if, if, I don't know if you guys remember the, uh, 
all the guys had to go to this, uh, they wanted to write home. So they went to this internet cafe and it was like, you know, the old school, you know, that kind of shit. So I'm like, fuck this. I go outside to smoke a cigarette and there was literally like a butcher next door with this wood uh, shanty shack with a pig fillet on the fucking, on the (laughs) flies. And I'm like, you know, and the next day the guy goes, oh, would you like bacon and eggs, sir? I'm like, fuck no, just give me the toast and coffee and double brew everything. It was crazy. The entire trip was, but it was fucking one of the funnest experiences of my life. It was awesome. And then Dover, as he was just saying, we're at an airport to fly home. Troy and Muddy give us two tickets to fly home. And they go, oh, yeah, you fly here to here. And then you get on your next flight and you go home. And then Dover and I get on the flight and I'm looking at the ticket and I go, holy shit. It's like five o'clock is our first flight. Seven is our second flight. But it was 5 p.m. was the first flight. 7 a.m. was the second flight. So we literally sat in an airport for like 14 hours or 12 hours or some shit. And it was hilarious. Dover walked past this sign that was like 30 feet high with like eight foot letters that said, no in and out. Do not go outside. You can't get back in. And he, he went out, he had a cigarette, and I'm just sitting there. This guy with a machine gun wouldn't let him in. It was crazy. It was awesome. So basically what I'm hearing is a, a pretty much a flawless tour uh, to get to right out of the gate. I mean, that's Los Angeles in a nutshell, everybody that's watching. That's that's basically a good day um, on lost some of the tours in, that we have been on. <laughs> lost with this thing is everything. Yes, India, Mexico, crazy. So that's the thing. Los Angeles has been very international because out of the gate, you're, you know, I wasn't there, but in, uh, Eric wasn't part of that. Um, EJ wasn't part of that, but, uh, you guys are in India, but then the next gig, and this is where I learned my parts from, I didn't really need to learn them because we all, if you guys know, we play the international set list folks. And if anybody doesn't know what the international set list, just pick any, sort of band that has the name all-star in it and check out their set list. And I'm sure that's pretty much a, <laughs> the lion's share of the songs, right? Um, not white lion's share, but just the lion's share. But hey, then the, the next gig was Australia, right? That was the next tour, right, Troy? Yeah, that was uh, 20, I think we went there 2013. Um, and we went to Australia. We did. So it took three, me three years, three years to get over India. No, you know, actually after India, we went to, um, we did, a little bit of a Midwest tour. We did uh, Oneida Casino. We did three nights there. And uh, and then we did Milwaukee Summerfest. And then I think we played Toledo. And, uh, and so we did about five or six dates on that run. So you're sure that Brandon Gibbs isn't an honorary member of uh, Los Angeles? No. At that point? <laughs> no. 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 Uh, that was before I met him, actually. So All right. So so then Australia. Tell us about Australia. Who Who went to Australia on that run then? That was uh, John Karabi there, top middle, and then uh, that way, Mr. Uh, Brittingham, and then Brittingham, Mr. Dover myself. Gig. I want to hear your, yeah. your thoughts on Australia on your first Los Angeles show in Australia. See if it was well, it, it was great, except for the fact that my base ended up in Samoa. Yeah, so uh, I had to borrow. I played like uh, what the first two shows with a borrowed base. 
you know what it was. Strings were about that high off the, the fretboard, but it was like, but it was it was fun. You know, they had really great beer over there. So it, it explains it. your huge following in <laughs> Samoa, Eric. It really does. Samoa, no. yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, well, we, we have good news. We found your base. Oh, cool. Uh, when will it be here? Uh, in, in, in two days, it's in Samoa. Great. <laughs> and, and I have to, if I can chime in again, I I'm, I'm sorry, but I have like little stupid memories of, we love these, things, but... we love these stupid memories. It's called entertainment. <laughs> and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Brittingham. I'm going to throw you under the bus. Uh, I, go know, ahead. I bust his balls about this all the time. So we're we're staying at this hotel that had a sushi bar in the in the in the lobby. Nice. And I called everybody and I said, Hey, I'm gonna go get some food. And Brittingham came down and, and he sits down at the table with me and I said, Yeah, you want some sushi? You know, I'll buy you lunch, whatever. He goes, Yeah, 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 okay. And we sit down, he looks at the menu and he goes, Um, you know what, after after some consideration here, I think I'm gonna I'm going to pass on the sushi. My stomach's been a little weird. I'm going to, I'm just going to pass. I heard that line in Europe too, from Eric as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a reoccurring, I think. So this is great. So he passes on the sushi, but he goes, I'll be right back. I'm going to go across the street, grab something to eat. So he goes across the street to Australia's version of Burger King. (laughs) It's called Happy Jacks. Yes. Happy Jacks. Simple Jacks, right? And it gets like a double whopper with cheese, some onion rings, some fries, and he comes back at the table, and I'm just sitting there looking. He, I'm, he's taking all this medicine for his fucking stomach, and I just sit there and I go, "Dude, seriously, like you, you're eating a fucking whopper right now with cheese. You passed on the sushi because you want to save your stomach, but you're eating a whopper with cheese. Awesome. It was a, it was a damn good burger, though." But definitely try the pork rinds. They're awesome. I know. Well, I was bummed. I didn't have pork rinds over there. I almost yeah. died. Well, just so you know, there's 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 been indigestion on every one of my tours with the oh. Los Angeles. So that hasn't ever that's a, that's a kind of fail safe. Yeah. yeah. Just remember we haven't got we haven't even got to Mexico yet. So oh. Oh. Yeah, I think that's probably why I passed on the on, on Mexico. You were please like <laughs> get a number, get ready, get a, get on that Euro train. I was stuck in the bathroom for like like right up to the last minute. I'm like, oh no. Hour and a half. Oh, <laughs> well then i have, i have to thank eric over there because i lost 10 pounds after mexico you know um, no, there you go yeah. oh yeah it, they were brown pounds but they were pounds so yeah Thanks, eric. The, the, the safest thing in any foreign country is beer bottled beer <laughs> bottled or beer, tequila yeah. yes yep. tequila so, works so for those of you that are watching if you're listening to us on uh, apple Podcasts, or if you're listening to us on the apple tunes as i like to call it or um spotify or any of those other platforms you got to get yourself over to the youtube stream and facebook live to check us out in person and if you're just looking at us going who the hell are these guys this was the type of show that i definitely didn't want to go through everyone's history because it would take too long there's so much powerhouse there was so much rock on this screen right now it's disgusting um obviously john karabi you know him from the screen you know from motley crew you know him from um the rat you know him from his own solo work as john karabi you got eric dover over there from jellyfish and from um oh my god uh, like a boy 
slash snake pit. Of course, I have questions about that as and, and as far as Sextus and his own solo stuff as well. And um, you've got Eric Brittingham from Cinderella. Is it Brett Michaels now is currently touring with, or nobody's currently touring? But, Nobody uh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's hey. the, um, the unemployment office. So you got Eric Brittingham from Cinderella and, and Brett Michaels and Eric Brittingham. And then you got Troy Patrick Farrell. I don't even, I can't even begin to go on the list of that one, but that is like, it, he's, he's going to tell you it, it, it goes, it, it reads, it reads like the 10 commandments and you got his, and you got his compadre right next to him, EJ curse. And of course, one of my favorite bands, silent rage. So, um, and then you got this guy in me that uh, I've been writing the coattails of this certain goth rock singer for many many years so shock rock i don't even know how to call him that i just i just like to surf the coattails of alice cooper how about that just put out a new single last week guys what do you think about that 72 i heard it still kicking out singles well i've got to love the guy but um anyway so that's the whole story as, as as far as you got on screen so now you know before you sign off you can go oh that's who they were all right cool and um, I, but I'm so curious to hear more stories about these tours that sort of gone awry because each one of the Los Angeles tours could have been a fire fest, I believe. <laughs> right? And 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 we we learn new terms. We learn the term. I mean, I don't know if you had it on the other tours, guys, but so we learned that if 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 different terms for for the types of rooms. Um, we would call it a modest crowd a lot of nights that we would play. And the Los Angeles were practicing social distancing at our shows long before it was actually enforced. Right? Right right like Troy said, we've seen tens of faces and we rocked them all. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did, though, however, we did in, uh, in India. Play I hate stadium. to go back to India, but we did more people in India than Guns N' Roses did when they showed up years later. True story. True story. No, there's more I people in India than there are in Guns N' Roses. And yeah, actually, but in India, I wish they would wear those masks in India sometimes, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> actually too, Troy, if you remember, the Australian shows were pretty fucking off. They were pretty awesome as well. They were good. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were They were pretty good. There's so a, basically, you're just saying the tours that I've done with you guys have been the ones. There's a common <laughs> denominator. What are you saying there, Brian? Hold on. <laughs> Nice hey, listen, all, all I'm saying is I did India, I did Australia, and I did Mexico. Mexico, all the shows were sold out. Yep. India, it was insane. And Australia, it was fucking brilliant. So, But you know why? And then I'll, I'll be over here. Listen, I'll be listen, over here in the, you know why? Here in the winter circle. You know why? You're John fucking Karabi. That's all you are. You know, you're John fucking Karabi. And we all know how great you are. Uh, I, I don't know if people know how just how great Eric Dover is because you know like just kind of like you're trying to watch him through like a penthouse uh, lens right now um through that diffused <laughs> lens you really have to like come see Eric Dover live to really appreciate the greatness of what Eric Dover is and i think that the five of us on that screen can all agree with that right the vaginal lens yeah. shows it all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's actually just bring your own empty toilet paper roll and it'll look the exact same. <laughs> is that you what it is? Open, you need to open the vulva Genius. a little more. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically what Eric Dover looked at like right before he was born. He's Coming crowding. right through, through the womb. <laughs> hey, Ma. <laughs> Where's the Dilate. 
Just just don't lose your watch. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> All right. So now that I went, Eric Dover is one of the best. There you go. Nice enough. Definitely said. Um, I wanted to instead of go through everyone's history because I want to see what you guys are up to uh, currently obviously so we can hype something um, about what you guys are currently doing obviously we're all indoors right now but that's the reason why we're able to get a lot of people to uh, watch this show and uh, listen to this um, but I put out there a little Instagram story saying uh, give me questions for the angels all right give me some questions for the lost angels and this one comes from a funky Almadena I figured I'd make my job easier I'd make a research team's job easier and just get the, the questions from the crowd so the chat is asking, Funky Almadena is asking, how did we all meet? And this is, I'm very curious because all of us have known each other for many, many years, but who, who met who first? John? I have two words. I can, I can sum this whole thing up in two words. Cat club. It could be the cat club, huh? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, that could Except be, that, for Brittingham. I've known Brittingham forever from back yeah. east, but cat club. Did you guys know each other back in the day when when uh, when Eric was in Cinderella and you were in the Scream? Yes. Okay. Uh, even, uh, even before that, um, I knew Eric. I was in a band called Angora. Eric was in Cinderella, and we would alternate. Uh, like every Friday, Saturday, we would play this place called the uh, uh, the Galaxy in New Jersey. So. It, it, this is typical Karabi timing. So I decided that there was nothing going on in Philadelphia, New Jersey, all that shit. And I bought an old fire department ambulance. I packed up my wife at the time, Valerie, and my daughter and my dog. I went to California to achieve my dream, my goal of being a rock star. And, and like literally two months after I left, Cinderella got signed, Tangiers got signed. Britney Fox got signed, like uh, all these bands in Philadelphia got signed, and I was in L.A. holding my balls. You know what? I'm never going to say poor John Karabi. That words are never going to come out of my mouth because you know what, man? You're still living the dream. You're still doing it, and you're still, you know. No, it's, it's not here. poor John Karabi. It's just that my timing is a little off. Like right now, I'm writing an autobiography, sure, but and I'm, I'm doing it in the middle of a pandemic, so I'll release it, and there'll be nobody to read it. Yeah, you should have wrote that, that last year, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. Just Perfect saying. Time for it now. Anybody else yeah. writing an autobiography? What do you say, EJ? Oh, <laughs> oh no, I, I, I want to keep my friends, so uh, <laughs> I'm not going to write anything. But <laughs> maybe a storybook or a coloring book, I can do that. Oh, you uh, want to go down the blosser route? <laughs> uh, I'll use spell check though. <laughs> so, Eric, EJ, how did you how did you meet all these people yeah. in this in this particular lineup? Because I've known uh, you for years and years. Gilby frankly, Clark days, right? Pretty interesting. Yes, I. Uh, well, I think I I met you before I started performing with Gilby. I met uh, uh, Eric and you and Karabi. I believe all at the Cat Club. I I might have met uh, you through Calico, and uh, actually. And I met uh, Troy a little bit later, and then I started playing with White Lion with Troy for a, for a nice run. But uh, actually, Troy and Eric Dover played my wedding, my now 
defunct wedding because I'm divorced. <laughs> oh, but, there it is. But, but, out there. but you got the I, full screen blaming, for this too, dude. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not blaming you guys. I even, you know, you might've fucked or you might not, have, I'm not blaming you guys at all, but no one on uh, this screen. So it's a pretty, and, but, uh, the Eric, Eric over there, there over there. I'm sorry. I've never met you in person, but, uh, Hey dude, Hey, <laughs> you guys are virtually you guys are virtually meeting each, meeting each other right now. Well, wow, I did yeah. not know that. I think so. I, did. I think so. All yeah. right, all right. And uh, Eric yeah, Dover yeah. and I we've we've met on many a stage, but uh, when we first met again, Calico Cooper does come back into the mix because it is Calico's birthday today. By the way, so happy birthday, Calico Cooper! Happy and, birthday! Uh, happy birthday! Um, Eric and I met uh, through was it. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it um, uh, was it Glam Nation or was it um, because we both played in the same band but at different times? Eric Dover played in the first incarnation of Slash's Snake Pit. I played in the second incarnation of Slash's Snake Pit with Rod Jackson singing. But I'm not sure. We might have met when Dad's Porno Mag opened up for Slash's Snake Pit, but I don't think of either of us was coherent enough to actually even say hello to each other during those days. I'm not sure. Did yeah, we? I certainly wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't uh, either. <laughs> I think as far as, as far as I remember when we actually started hanging out, it was um, when we started doing Glam Nation and playing, you know, the gig and, and doing all those confetti shows and <laughs> glam rock send ups and things, you know, that's when we really started hitting it off, so to speak. Glam Nation was a fun band. It really was. And then and I then, loved Glam Nation. Loved it. so much fun, dude. I actually think that that there's been John Karabi, were you an honorary member of Glam Nation at one point? No. Never. Uh, it was uh wasn't it? It was Teddy, you, Do- Dover, Eric Singer, and uh, Stephen, Derek, right? Yeah, Stefan and Derek Sherinian for a, for a little time, but we all yeah, none of us were our names. Yeah, we had like Dr. Midnight was Teddy and uh every Nikki Lemons was Derek Sherinian. And so everybody had a, 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 a you were Eric Dover was uh, uh what was it? Oh, JC Jackson. JC Jackson, right. And I and I, who was I? Peter Peter Kensington. You know what? Peter Kensington and Eric Brittingham could have easily have been in a band together, I feel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Troy Patrick Farrell, did you ever come and see Eric Dover and I perform in any of these bands, or what were you? Because you're a little bit of the new school. You're a little bit of the younger kid generation from us elders, you know. But yes. uh, yeah, I got out to I got to L.A. in '92, uh, right out of high school, and then um, I remember hitting the Cat Club somewhere in the early mid '90s. So. I think I saw I may have seen maybe one Glam Nation or it was on the way out and I don't remember how Starfuckers started, but that was really where I came to know you guys, you know, Slim Jim Phantom from the Stray Cats and of course uh the three of you guys and uh Stefan Adika and you know, so um I would say in the mid nineties, you know, Cat Club, I gotta blame the Cat Club for this. Well, you know what? Now, this would be a perfect time to bring Slim Jim on to the uh, podcast and bring him on to the screen. But uh, unfortunately, he only charges um, on his Patreon for us to actually. <laughs> yeah. So we and, and I don't think we can actually afford it right now. So but but I have wanted uh, Slim Jim to come on for a, a couple months now and um, maybe maybe we'll be able to secure it now because he did. He was sort of the Bill Gazzari of the Sunset Strip 
you know, just moved down a little bit, right? I mean, for those of you that know who Bill Gazzari was, he, I mean, he played, uh, he, he was the owner of Gazzari's. And uh, what, what was his saying? You had to have played Gazzari's at one point, everybody on the oh, street. Oh, absolutely. I was a house first, band there from 80 to 83. 80 to 83. That was the first gig that I did there in uh, 85 or 86. First gig Damn. I played was at Gazzari's with Michael yeah. Fell. Did you what? Did you get to um, judge the bikini contest? So that's the most important thing. One, and then my wife was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, not having that." Um, but do you do you remember Michael Fell, the promoter there at Kazari's? I don't. Those were promoters afterwards. Was, I had I had Wo Nelly. Now Eric Dover, did oh, you ever play Kazari's? Wo Nelly. No, I never did. Uh, I got a hero at. Uh, Lucky bastard. 92, 93 or so. So I kind of just missed it. Right on. You now, missed did, it. Was anybody at Gazari's the night that uh, Bruce Kulik got shot? I was at the Roxy. I mean, I was at the Rainbow, Rainbow. The that he got shot. Yeah, I was at the Rainbow yeah. that night. Were you there too, Troy? We we're probably yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the Rainbow. <laughs> I, I don't I mean, even. Go ahead. I was across the street in the office building with the rifle. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Rob, basically, he's in the he's in the library. It was only one bullet too. It was a magic bullet. Yeah, just it was like some magic going on there. He, he looks like a shooter, though. Look at that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love wow. you, Bruce. I'm kidding. I don't think, honestly, I don't think it was called Gazaris at that point. I think it was something no. else at that point. I think it's Billboard Live. Billboard, Billboard Live. Live, Billboard Live, Key Club. It went Key through Club. a lot of changes, man. You're you're basically looking at kind of like the foundation that holds the Rainbow Bar and Grill together right now. Look, Mark Van Zyzen. There's no if the guys aren't sexy, they don't play my stage. That was his thing. That was the thing. <laughs> don't Thank look for you. it anymore. It's not there. <laughs> it's one oak now. Hey, that's all I got. All yeah, right. it's, it's it's now the uh, the good old bar and grill. I think is what's yeah. going on there now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Here's a, here's a question, um, and this will be for the European lineup. Um, wait a second. There's my son calling me. Yeah, he calls me, and he the last time I called him, he said, "I'm working," and I'm like, "I'm sort of working right now." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here's a question from Lazaros because I think actually, how did we all meet? Kind of, it uh, it all blends. It's very much like the Brady Bunch. It is very um, simple lines intertwining. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Will we ever come back to Greece from Lazaros? Now that now, wait a second. Whoa! Well, of all the gigs that we played oh, for the Los Angeles, that was. Definitely one of them. Um, we we did play a very good sold out show in in Rhodes, the island of Rhodes, the Colorado yeah. Club, Colorado Club. Wow, look yeah. at that! That was I remember funny. Dover go, going up with the uh, with the band after us and just grabbing the mic and taking over, and it was awesome. He did Rolling Stone, <laughs> the, the Stones. Yeah, he he did. The, give give right. me shelter. I was like, oh my god! It's like he yeah. transformed into. I know. It was like, whoa, who is this guy? Yeah. Well, like we're used to him playing and singing. He grabbed the mic in front of it. It was like, holy crap. <laughs> it was cool. I think that was yeah. Eric Dover on Sambuca. I know. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think alcohol may have been involved. Uzo, Sambuca. Uzo. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. something strong. Yeah. George, our buddy George over there in Greece. Yeah. Something something tells me that, that 
alcohol does play a little bit of a role in the Los Angeles history because um, the last <laughs> tour that you guys had done in um, Mexico, how did that all end up and how did that go? Because there's a question about it um, from Mexico saying um, they don't want their money back, but they want their <laughs> No, no, they, 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 they were free <laughs> shows. The shows were free. <laughs> so tell us about Mexico, John. How did that work out? As smoothly as I- India? Oh, smooth. That's a good way to start it. Go ahead, John. Yeah, no, I'm just. Um, start with I, the last know, show and go backwards. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I basically, <laughs> in jest, I basically said before the tour that I was one good salmonella poisoning away from fitting into my old leather jeans. <laughs> and, and now that they, close again, bad timing. That close. You, just, just, yeah. You, and now, now they, now they fit me with room to spare <laughs> still. And, yeah. and I believe EJ as well. Oh yeah. I, I got to, I got sick the second night and I didn't feel good till the last night. So, uh, the night that, uh, Karabi got to leave the stage for some strange reason uh, and cleared the room for some strange reason. Uh, but we all got a little sick in Mexico. That's really shocking, but tequila helped a little teeny bit. But they were great shows. The people there were, were pretty damn awesome. So uh, we had a good time, and it was nice to uh, party with uh, everybody but you, Ryan, and you, Eric. Uh, and, uh, I mean, not Dover. He did a little bit of partying over there, but – it was a, a pleasure. That was that was my first run with Los Angeles, and it, it was a good start, except for the whole losing ten pounds of shit. <laughs> run, the whole salmonella thing. <laughs> Aside run, from the whole stomach. Run, run being the key word in that whole sentence. <laughs> that, that, was, that was a good run. Yes. The old intestinal yeah, drainage thing. Yeah, it's fine. So backtracking just a little bit because my questions do kind of go a little bit all over the place. Earl wanted to know uh, from Eric Dover, has there been any Bobo sightings from Glam Nation? And we all have fond memories of Bobo, but uh, Eric, have you seen Bobo from Glam Nation? Wow, I haven't seen Bobo in probably like two or three years, I think. Because he got a job with a golf company of some sort, right? So there have been a few times where Carrie Kelly and I had played some of their uh, corporate events, you know, parties and stuff. John, um, Bobby Blotzer's over there in the corner, not speaking to us as usual. And what uh, <laughs> is he wearing the magic cap? That's the only thing I know about. I've been in a band, actually, Karabi and I, this is another band that I, I'm, unfortunately didn't make the uh, CV, but Karabi and I played in, was it, it was something with all stars in it, right? Remember that? I have no idea what you're talking about right now. You, we did some shows with me, you, blots the blots, and he got so mad because I made him. I made fun of his magic cap that he was wearing during those days. They were in the they, they were in the Midwest. It was, wasn't it called the, I, I, the yeah um, something all city uh, all stars all no all, no uh, it city, was uh, Rock City All Stars something like that Rock, Angel Angel Rock City Angel City Outlaws Angel City Outlaws. Dude, Troy Lost, Patrick Farrell? Lost, An- <laughs> Lost Angel City Outlaws, cheap thrill. <laughs> wow. I see it now. Oh, it's all coming yeah. together like the cons- like Kennedy conspiracy. Man. And it, it, was, was- it was great, too, because I hadn't seen Blotzer for a couple years, but I went to Troy's <laughs> wedding. And... <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it was like a... <laughs> these two guys, where... where uh, it was, it was everybody- a roast. 
<laughs> yeah, everybody's kind of coming up and, and saying their nice accolades about uh, my so wife this and is I. Just recently, right? You just recently yeah, just got married. Fe- so yeah, congratulations, 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 PPF. Man. Yeah, there you go. Now Very tell lucky, us the story. You, you had a little bit of a reunion yeah. there, which I'm sure was less chaotic than this podcast. Talk about I, what they were saying. I, I, I can't even tell you what Blotzer said to me <laughs> right when I saw him. He got out of the car and he said this typical phrase that he says to me all the time. I'll tell you when we're off air. And uh, I just, I just let him have it. And then we did a toast at uh, Troy's wedding. And um, I don't even remember what I said, but it was, I guess it was kind of funny. I told him, uh, what what did I say, Troy? It was, uh, oh, I didn't realize I didn't, I was pissed. I told Troy and his wife that I was pissed that they sat me at the table with Bobby Blotzer. Uh, the same table with Blotzer. And then I didn't realize, yeah, exactly. And I didn't realize you could do a, I could have sent in a video, whatever. Now I had to sit at the table with Bobby Blotzer, whatever. It was hilarious, but we had a good time. It was awesome. Well, there you go. You know what? That story was so good. Kitty Oates just donated five ninety nine to you. That's for you. All yours, Karabi. After no, no, no. Kitty no. Oak says EJ is my new crush. Oh shit! So that right, five ninety nine goes to EJ. <laughs> EJ. I knew I, I knew I should have put makeup on before the before the set podcast thing. EJ does not have makeup on. This is this That's is a have us do tan and tan. <laughs> apparently, apparently she's in hey, it. It's all, like, it's all I got. Yet. That's multiple surgeries, guys. That's not. Well, I got a plaid shirt on, lumberjack. <laughs> so, one more question, you guys. It's last. It's last night's makeup. It's last night's makeup. Come on, from the show, right? The sold out Los Angeles show. I, I, I just want to make note that yeah. every every show that we've talked about, every tour that we've done, all we did was talk about bowel movements. <laughs> we we do thank you know, Eric Brittingham for yeah, that. He, the he audience, just, whatever. We just talked about bowel movements. Yeah. All right. Moving right along here. All right. So here we go. Um, Logical Frog. Have you ever met an illogical frog? But the Logical Frog asks if there are any studio guitars that you don't feel comfortable with playing live. And I guess we should go to the important instruments. Uh, Let's ask the bass players first. So, Uh, Eric Brittingham, is there any basses that you don't get sent to Samoa that uh, you attached to yeah, yeah i actually um i i have 259 p bases that i used to tour with all the time and luckily when i was doing my naked beggar solo thing years ago i had this i decided like to leave them home just before we, we went on the road and i got i bought like a couple cheap like like thunderbird bases and um our trailer got broken into both bases stolen i was like these two bases will never leave my house now. So, nah, yeah. So, my, why does that not shock me, Britt? They, they, they both got stolen? Oh, both shit. bases, yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty no, 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 not, not the B bases. I bought cheap bases prior oh. to that tour. Thank God. So, now so, the thief knows, the thief knows now that you yeah. have actually good bases that he can re steal now. So, yeah, okay. no, they are locked away. <laughs> uh, EJ, do you have any um, any bases that you don't want to uh, take out on the road? 
Uh, no, the, the one it. behind they him. Their... <laughs> they, won't let me take, they won't let me take that one. That's <laughs> that my that's my Gene Simmons blood base over there. But they also you can see now I got my uh, my Gibson Thunderbird over. That's my favorite base to play live. Uh, I just love playing that one. But it's really fragile. So when I do go on the road, I play a, a 78 Fender P that sounds great in the studio. I, I always use that one in the studio, but I prefer to play uh, this. Uh, the Thunderbird Gibson. I also have a actually carbon with a drop uh, with a hip shot on it that I used with the last Los Angeles run in Europe, just so I could tune back and forth for you motherfuckers. I'm sorry, Eric. I, it was it was the I wrong know. question I, I asked. Uh, hold on, <laughs> because the question was I I, I misphrased. It's my problem. Uh, EJ, oh, is there any base moves that you refuse to take out on stage? <laughs> uh, Huh. And the answer is no. You, have, it, all, you have the best bass player moves of all bass players. And I love you, Eric Brittingham. And I and you pretty much invented a couple of the moves. I, I, I still, every time I try and do that, I break a lamp that's above me whenever I, I try and do I one of your moves. I can't do that thing, man. That's been, I can't do that one, man. So, Can we well, ask about the bass Brittingham? So who invented I've that move? I just like to spread my legs. I like to spread my legs. I'm sorry. Right. What can I say? He just got the legs spreading. Well, we uh, should have Dober's camera. <laughs> <laughs> Britt, who, who came up? Who came up with the uh, the signature uh, twirling the base around the neck move? Who that, was that? That would be that would be Kelly James and George Rumble from the Dead End Kids. Yeah, sure. I knew I, I knew that uh, Karabi was going to fact check you. I knew he was right, right, he, he was sitting there judging, going, "He better say it. He better say it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, give credit where credits due. No, they were fucking awesome. And they yeah. were East Coast, right? They were East Coast band. Yep, they yeah. were the masters. They, yeah, New, they Jersey, New Jersey been, East Coast. They could have easily been. I'm because I'm talking. Eric and I saw those guys mid. <clears throat> mid to late seventies. Yeah. Uh they were doing they were doing shit that like everybody like two of the guys had black hair. One guy looked like David Bowie with black hair. The other guy looked like Steven Tyler, Kelly James, the one he was talking about. Yeah. Um and they would both spin their guitar. I, I did the bass player do it too? Yeah. Yep. They all yeah, did they, it. Yeah. So they all did this Tommy. guitar spinning thing and but they were putting even contact lenses. They would put these contact lenses in their eyes, like what Marilyn Manson did thirty years later. Yeah, with the black um, cheeks and yeah, yeah, it was dude. They were insane. They could have been, they could have been the Motley Crew. Uh, you know, Alice again. Alice Cooper was already happening, but well, they could yeah. have been that big. But you, they were but basically, you're saying you're saying that they did it, but Eric Brittingham did it on video. Exactly. Yeah, he did it yeah. on film, yeah. and that was that. Yeah, and the rest <laughs> is history. So there is one more question. Um, this goes to Eric Dover. Um, this is from James. Uh, okay. <laughs> question to you from from the womb. Um, <laughs> Some guitar tips that you have, whether you're in a womb or not in a womb, do you have any good guitar tips for James out there, Eric Dover? James, uh, I think <laughs> space, right? Space. Dear James, you know, followed by a comma. Uh, good guitar tips. Do it every day uh, as much as you can. That's it. There, there's no secret to it. The only way to get better is to 
do it over and over again. Is that a good answer? Yeah, it's <laughs> loosely based off the Spinal Tap. Have a good time all the time. <laughs> a little bit, a, a tiny bit, but you know what? I'll take it. Here's Kinga. I can't. I, I can't hear you. Can you open the vulva a little more? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Um, local frog I'm, is just going crazy with questions. Okay, go ahead. You guys have something to say? Anybody? Well, I'm glad you asked about where you could get this. Uh, this flask. Hold on. And, uh, well, that, was, that, that was one of your credits. There was a whole section coming up on the Troy Patrick oh, Farrell merchandise right. Too of soon. Los Angeles. Well, it was a little bit, but I was going to bring out mine as well. Now, uh, how many people uh, out there, either listening or not listening, or that have recently contributed to the EJ Curse fan site that is apparently being formed as we speak, um, how many of you people own a piece of uh, Lost Angels merch? Because if you do not, we have plenty, or Eric, should I say Troy Patrick Farrell has plenty. Whose idea was it to have all this merch, and what sort of deal did you get on Vistaprint? Well, apparently it was my idea to get bottle openers and flasks. This is the last one, by the way. Shot glasses and dog tags. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm still paying for this stuff, by the way. So if you'd like to order some, we do have some available at uh, LostAngelsLive.com. This is a limited edition Mexico T-shirt. And then we, of course, have our European uh, UK shirts. You have more or less of those. I guess more. Look at that. I mean, that's a one of a kind right there. Well, in fact, they're actually not one of a kind. There's a thousand at our promoter's house in the UK. So anyway, Lost Angels Live or Facebook uh, slash Lost Angels Live. And you, too, can own a piece of uh, history. History. I'm not only a member of Los Angels. And now I've lost I'm a customer. Uh, Yeah, there you go. By by the way. Oh, there it is. The rats. So I paid (laughs) Oh, there he is. But it's well worth it. That was a picture of our It's worth the money, fans out there. It's very well. It's worth the money. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I still have vodka in here from, I think, the last uh, UK show. So it's probably good still, right? How long does it keep in these? Absolutely. Well, I don't know. Last John the Vapor. There you go. I, I don't have one, so I have no idea what you're talking about. You have no Los Angeles merch, huh? Oh, I can no. get you some for low, low, low price. <laughs> we have bundles too. If you buy one, you get other stuff for discounts. I, I've only done I've only done three shows, Ryan. Oh my God! But at least hey. they've all been sold out. Here, John, you can buy this eight by ten for twenty dollars, signed Thank by you. you. Awesome. We we've done a lot of shows, and we have a shit ton of merch. So that's yeah. But you know what? I think people, because of this podcast, because of this broadcast, <laughs> will be wanting more. They will be wanting. And that is the biggest question that I received all day from all of these um, Instagram stories. By the way, thank you for contributing to it. Um, again, if you haven't subscribed to each and every single one of them, can we put their names up there? Because uh, we are going to get everyone to uh, follow them on. I think Instagram is the sort of uh, platform of choice these days. But like I said, Follow all these guys right now on Instagram. Well, not right now. You can watch us for a little bit longer, and then uh, we're going to wrap it up in just a little bit. But it's been a complete pleasure to have the Los Angels reunion on here. I feel a little bit nostalgic as well. But uh, like I said, 
the biggest question that I was getting the whole entire day through these uh, uh, Instagram was, when is the next tour? And I guess all signs would point to our TPF right over there. And uh, where will it be? Because that will probably determine the lineup of what we well, have. Uh, you know, uh, Bear Stain Entertainment, who brought us to Mexico um, last October, November. Uh, we are currently talking about, about Bear Stain. Bear you Stain. Had, you had me at Bear. You lost yeah. me at Stain. <laughs> yeah, no. So it's right, th- right above my. Yeah, right in that flyer there. Uh, anyway, Christian, our good friend down in Mexico. Um, we're hoping to go back there sometime this fall. Maybe make it a yearly thing. Uh, we were working on some dates for March, and I can either say that. We weren't able to get them booked or I can blame the pandemic. So I'm going to blame the pandemic and uh, hopefully we'll be back in the UK. And uh, we had some dates in Sweden and uh, Post- Denmark. All postponed. All postponed. Yeah, all postponed. So uh, maybe in the fall. I mean, it just depends on what everybody else is doing. I mean, everybody's got their anchor gigs. You know, you've got uh, Alice Cooper, which will be rescheduling big shows. And, um, you know, John's got his solo shows. And maybe there's some licorice quartet for Eric Dover's future. Uh, Eric Brenningham. Yeah. I was going to yeah, talk about yeah. everybody's so- solo stuff of what they're doing right now. But do you think there'll ever be a chance, Troy? Get it on record right now so we can uh, I can haunt you for years to come will there ever be a chance that all seven of us could actually do a tour together and this is including the missing beetle the missing angel this would be uh, muddy so basically three bass players which would complete the big bottom yeah bottom. Big bottom <laughs> trifecta, of course. yeah is there a chance of everybody ever meeting on stage and doing some sort of show or tour well, I, I mean, uh, a tour might be a little, uh, you know, uh, out, you know. Let's see if we can get one show first, you know. But maybe, I mean, why not? You know, I mean, at least we know that there'll be seven people in the a crowd. Definite, so. definite, maybe. <laughs> what about Bearstain? I, I would immediately zero in on Bearstain. Oh yeah, he can make it happen. Okay, if anyone could. So that now I just want to go around the uh, wheelhouse of what everyone is up to currently, because obviously besides just being honkered down at their home and uh, writing it out, so to speak. Um, what is on the immediate future? And I will just sort of go clockwise. I will ask uh, John Karabi, what is your immediate future right now? What has just been put out and how can people um, sort of find what you're doing and what you're going to be doing? Go for Actually, it. I just got promoted to night manager at 7-Eleven. So other than that, I'm you're winning. Nothing. I'm winning. Yeah, <laughs> winning. Tiger blood, boom, tiger king, tiger blood, whatever. I got it. I I actually right now, like all the rest of you guys, I had a bunch of dates to the end of the year and, um, um, I'm just waiting to hear when everything gets back on. I'm working on a solo record now. Uh, but again, I started recording with Marty Fredrickson and, um, we kind of knocked it on, kind of knocked it on the head because we don't, you know, I, I don't really know what's going on. So I've got Pro Tools now on my laptop, and I'm just sitting here trying to teach myself how to turn the computer on. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you know. Me, me and you have always been sort of Pro, Pro Tools challenged. I remember when we wrote songs way back in the day, it was like we just we would basically meet, and then we'd look at the computer for about a half an hour, and then we go, yeah, well, that was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, dude, I have no, I, you know, I'm so mad at myself. Like, I, I just told somebody, like, in total, I think in total since the scream, I've done like, I don't know, it's like 16 records, 17 records. 
And at no point did I ever sit down and look and work, see how an EQ works or, you know, any of that plug in, plug out, line in, line out. I don't know how to fuck. So I'm, I'm sitting now when I get off the, off of this thing with you guys, I'm going to go sit at my coffee table in my, in my kitchen. And, uh, I'm going to just sit there for seven, eight hours, 10 hours or longer and just figure out how to try and turn the computer on. I'm telling you, if we spent as much time reading pro tools manuals as we do porn surfing, we would be all magical producers, wouldn't we? Eric Brittingham, uh, what are you, what are you up to these days and the future days? Not just here in quarantine and stuff, but what's been happening, what's going on, and what's on your plate? Well, I've been uh, I've been playing bass with uh, with Brett Michaels for four years now, and um, uh, Cinderella. I don't really see that ever happening again. It it may, but you know, I'm in if if it happens, but I don't see it happening. But lately, I've, I've you know we're we're quarantine like everyone else so i've been uh spending my time writing demoing songs that i've written from years ago that i never had the time to do so just catching up on the, on that as far as playing live uh when bars are open i'll probably throw something together and go out and play some some acoustic gigs and i don't think brett's going to get back to work for a while being being a diabetic he's he's at a high risk category he doesn't really want to be around a lot of people until it's completely safe. So, and I, and I get that. So yeah, I'm, I'm just in a holding pattern for quite a while and try to make the best of it. There you go. Eric Brittingham, Troy Patrick Farrell. I know you have a lot on your plate always, but uh, I know you wanted me to ask you what's going on now. And uh, by the way, during that uh, last Eric Brittingham segment, uh, John Karabi, you got a, a Pro Tools teacher. Uh, I think Anna Dance, uh, Anna Theater Dance Rock Theater uh, offered to help you learn Pro Tools. So there you go. You got a you got a mentor. And uh, Mr. Troy Patrick Farrell, please tell us what you're up to and what's going on in the next few months. Well, I'm going to continue to shine the shot glasses I have, and I, I see some I comments mine. on there about uh, where to get the merch. Um, essentially, just hit me up on the Facebook at Lost Angels Live and. Uh, We'll work it out that way. And uh, so far, everything that we have had, even international, has already shipped. It typically gets out within 48 hours, and you're good to go. Um, I'm going to try this thing here. I, forgive me for doing this. Maybe this will work. But this is something else we have going on. Oh, I don't think I can do that. Hang on. Can you see that? Wow. Look at that. Yeah, we saw it for a second. Oh, yeah. Oh, right on. Gilby Clark. Yeah, so Gilby Clark has a live stream on the Monsters of Rock uh, website uh, on the Monsters of Rock Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're going to be doing that next – try not to screw this up – next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And um, and, and so, yeah, we're going to be doing that. Uh, EJ and I will be there, and uh, we'll be playing live for everybody on the Monsters of Rock Cruise website. Six o'clock in the UK, seven o'clock in Europe. That sounds like a good time for everybody. It can is it? Is it? it? I, yeah. It's it's one p.m. Pacific Standard Time, so oh, is it a little later? Pacific nine hours. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll have fun, dude. Yeah, yeah and so we're, one. we're doing that down in uh, at Third Encore uh, in L.A. And then uh, a cheap thrill had a bunch of dates in April uh, with Brandon Gibbs and Joel Colshay from Collective Soul, and those are getting moved to uh, later in June. So. Cheap Thrill Rocks at uh, Facebook will have all of the dates and everything there. So, you know, it seems like things are kind of getting back and all the dates that we had moved months ahead 
um, seem like they're sticking and, and we'll have, we'll keep our fingers crossed. If not, you will have a freshly polished shot glass <laughs> from the Lost Angels merch store handled by yourself truly or myself. There you truly. Go. Well, Troy Patrick Farrell, I'm going to turn it over to EJ curse, but I, are you going to pull a Harpo Marx and just go, you know, waka, waka, exactly what he said, or do you have other stuff going on as well? EJ. <laughs> Great. Well, actually, uh, well said. I, I, I'm kind of a, thanks, Troy. Uh, but uh, no, I'll be doing the uh, the Monsters of Rock uh, thing on the 26th with Troy and Gilby Clark. And uh, Gilby Clark just came out with a new uh, record, his first one in 12 years. And we, I just did the uh, first video for it. It's called Rock and Roll is Getting Louder. And uh, you can find it all over. It's on YouTube and you can go to Gilby Clark's site. So I've got that going on. Hopefully I'll get involved in some of these cheap thrill or shows coming up. Uh, let's see. And also someone asked me a question about motorcycles or bass, what I would rather do. And playing with Gilby Clark, we actually get to do both. Troy and I have both traveled across on the motorcycles to play shows. So it's uh, kind of cool. So I'm, I'm busy enough. Thanks. I'll take some more work, though, with every <laughs> Well, there you go. And now I'm back. So how, how the hell did Ryan I get Roxy, full strength? what are you up to? Well, yeah. you know me. You know me. I'm just uh, sort of, again, going to be here every Tuesday doing the live stream podcast, which I thank you guys for actually showing up today on time trenches. early in the trenches. I do a Sunday live stream Sunday that I'm going to be doing. But, of course, we have uh, Mr. Eric Dover um, because – Pretty exciting news. I know Eric's new band. I want you to talk about it. You just put out the new single and the new, new, is it an EP? Is it an album? Is it going to be? Tell us all about the new band, where people can get it, and what you're up to these next couple months. Eric Dover. And open the vulva. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Uh, for those of you out there that might not be familiar. Well, what happened there? There you go. There's something. That... The song uh, Lighthouse Spaceship from the Licorice Quartet, Volume 1. And we have uh, three volumes of EPs planned to release over the next year or so. And uh, we're also offering uh, fan experiences, you know, uh, talk to the band, do some Skype interviews, co-write songs, all of the above. If you go to the licoricequartet.com uh, page, you can check all that out. And also in the meantime, I think somewhere in January, we were talking, Lost Angels, about recording some original material. Uh, yes. Of course, the, uh, the virus kind of put a kibosh on everything, but that's still kind of uh, something I'd like us to try at some point. Well, there you go. You know what? And you should start a uh, podcast called, you know, uh, I have in the trenches. You could be in the uterus and uh, you already have everything ready to go. Um, but yeah, I think that's an important thing that you just said. Eric Dover is in a Lost Angels al uh, album, because I think collectively with our seventh angel, Muddy, we could we could make one hell of a record. And even if everyone just wrote one song, there's an EP right there. You know, and I know that all of us are have more than one or two uh, songs in our wheelhouse. So maybe that's something we should do as soon as uh, Karabi Masters Pro Tools. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Mr. Dover and uh, Mr. Roxy have already uh, started contributing and it sounds fucking awesome already. So uh, I'm looking forward to doing anything. Yeah, I'll be working on drums ASAP, you guys. I promise. And we'll have some Lost Angels material ASAP. That's my mm -hmm. goal. 
And, and curiously enough, nobody asked that question, but I'm glad that we asked it of ourselves. Should we put the record out? <laughs> and, and, and apparently they, they, they do want now. Now I'm looking at the, the, the comments. They're, they're blowing up. Everybody would like to see a Los Angeles album. So let's go to And there it is. We have our producer, Mark Denzison. Yeah. I'll record it. And here's here was the closer. For free. For free. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can just and, lead with that next time. Just lead yeah. with that. I'm going to go to Bear Stain right away. It was Bear Stain Records. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much, so much for coming on in the trenches. I think everybody was able to uh, get a word in edgewise. I tried to run it a little bit democratically. Um, Muddy, if there's anything you'd like to say, please say it now. Hello. <laughs> And I think that Troy, you have one more self promotion plug right there. There it is. With the EJ Curse fan club that uh, is formed right now. We did get, uh, like, again, we did get a very nice donation of $5.99 to start it off. Thank you very much for the EJ Curse Foundation. And uh, John Karabi, Eric Brittingham, Troy Patrick Farrell, Eric Dover, EJ Curse, and myself, Ryan Roxy. Uh, I, hang on for just a couple minutes while I close it out because I really do want you guys to uh, want to hear that story that Karabi uh, wanted to talk about backstage. It's always nice to hear that little extra <laughs> juicy bit. Um, but um, if we can put up one more time, thank you very much, Dave Rattenberry and Vic Chalfont for uh, helping us with the production and the overlays. If you want to put all their Instagrams on um, one more time, Folks, this is your last chance to uh, go follow us on all those nice links there. If you are listening to it on uh, one of the other platforms, on the podcast platforms, get on over to uh, Facebook or get onto YouTube and subscribe. Thank you again for uh, hanging out with us. We know that you have about a million podcasts to choose from, but you chose us today. So thank you very much. And uh, from all of us in The Lost Angels, until next time, enjoy the ride. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello.